0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. We know that one of the ideas of blowing Shaifa on Rosh Hashanah is to commemorate Akkados Yitzhok. That Avram was willing to take his son Yitzchok, and Yitzchok was willing to be brought up on the Mizbeach And it shows Avram I Amina's mean, willingness, Yitzchok's willingness, willingness to be brought up as a, as a carbon oiler. And that's what we're commemorating on Rosh Hashanah with blowing other Shaifa. What's the message over here? What's the practical message to us? That Avram was willing. Avram, we know, was a very great man. And we know he was willing to do whatever Hashem wanted him to do. What's the lesson to be learned from the Akedah that the shoifa that we blow on Rosh Hashanah is uh, commemorating the Akedah? Let's answer by asking another question. The Gemara learns out the laws and the types of things that you have to blow on the shoifa also not just from the Shaifa of Rosh Hashanah but from a combination of the Shaifa of Rosh Hashanah and the Shaifa of Yom Kippur. Now, every 50 years... On Yom Kippur, every fifty years is Yovel. What happens on Yovel? All the slaves. Go back. What does it mean? Go back, go free. All the slaves go free. When they blew the shofar on Yom Kippur in the year of Yovel, every fifty years, all the slaves that were slaves they all went free. What has this got to do with the Shaifa of Rosh Hashanah? Alright, we learned that we learned the halachas Shaifa of Rosh Hashanah, from the Shaifa that was blown every fifty years on a Yovel that set the slaves free. What is that to tell us about the Shah blowing on Rosh Hashanah? What does the Shafa and Rosh Hashanah have to do with that every 50 years they blew on Yom Kippa the Shaifa and the slaves went free? What's that got to do with the annual blowing Shaifa on Rosh Hashanah? There's something very profound over here. And that is. Do you know what the Akkadah taught us? Do you know what we learned from Avram and from, from, from Yitzchok? Chazal say, it. what we learned from them is that they had, their, they had one rutzen in life. They had one wish, they had one desire in life. And that is to do whatever Hashem wants them to do. Because they understood that Hashem only has their good. They understood that whatever Hashem asks them and wants them to do, of course, it's for their good. And they had such a passion. Naturally, that was the Chiddush by Avram. Naturally, he didn't have to even overcome anything. Naturally, he wanted to do whatever Hashem wanted him to do. So if Hashem says, take your son and bring him up on his bear, he could have asked a hundred questions. Why? What? He promised me this son for so many years. If I sacrifice my son, and my whole life of spreading your word is all going to go down the tubes because I don't have a child anymore. Don't have somebody to continue my avoider. 100 questions, but Avram Avinu doesn't ask his question. And you know what? Avram doesn't even think of a question. Avram Avinu doesn't even think of a question. Thank you so, so much. You put the AC on? I prefer. Avram doesn't even think of asking. Avram Avinu has one rot sign in his life, and that is to do the rot Hashem. And that's what we learn from the Al-Qaeda. When Hashem told him to bring up his son, he was so excited to do it because this is the rot Hashem. And Yitzchak was so excited to be brought up as a Korban oiler, because that was the Ratzon Hashem. Now listen, what is our real Ratzon? I'm asking you guys over here sitting in front of me. What, I'm not asking you to answer me. I'm just asking you a question not to answer. What is your real Ratzon? A Jew can go through his whole life and not come once in contact with what his real Ratzon is, what his real desire is. And that's the tragedy. Shoifer pierces all the way to the depth of our heart. And when you blow the Shoifer, suddenly it reveals what our Ratsan, real Ratsan is. Our deepest Ratsan, our deepest desire that we have is to do the and Hashem, every Jew. Every Jew, without fail, without exception. The Shoifer digs so deeply into us through all the fake desires that we have. Through all the fake desires. And he hits the point, the Nakuda, of what we really want to do. So it turns out that you can live your whole life doing what you don't really want to do. The Yetzihara fakes and fools you into thinking that you want to make billions and that you want to watch movies and you want to do this and you want to do that. It's such a lie. The day of Rosh Hashanah, and I spoke about it in my shul Thursday uh, um, Friday night. The whole, whole share on this, on, on, on the Kudov of MS. He fakes you and you don't even know, you're not living your life. I'll be what you want to do. The first sin, Adam and Rishon was created on the first day he sinned. And you know the Nochash fooled him? Nakhash fooled him into thinking that you desire something, this is what you desire. And it was a lie. And Adam Rishon ate from the Yitzhadas and he internalized the evil. Does a person really want poison? Of course not. But Adam Rishon internalized it until it gives him the feeling that this is what he wants. And he doesn't know what he wants anymore. He's confused. Does he want to do Ratz Hashem, or does he want to do something else? And a person does so many Averis until he, the desire to do the Ratz Hashem drowns. It's so deep. Deeply better that he can't even see it anymore. And all he thinks he wants to do is movies and and, and 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 everything else. And he doesn't want to do it. He's in slavery. What's the difference between a slave and a free man? A slave has to do what his master wants him to do. A slave does not do what he wants to do. A slave has to do what his master wants him to do. And a free person does what he wants. And a slave does what his master wants. So slavery means when you're not doing what you want to do. Slavery means when you're doing what the guy on top of you is telling you to do. And that's the tragedy of being a slave. You can't bring out your own desires. Because your own desires are suppressed by the desires of your master. Who forces you to do things you don't want to do. That's slavery. A person who lives his life with desires with Yitzharah with tumor, with all the impurities of this world, with the material life of this world, with the passion to make money and to live, to live extravagantly and to go and to run and to... It's all a lie. You're slaves. It's like what's called a workaholic. A workaholic is a slave. An alcoholic is a slave. If you ask anybody in the street, an alcoholic, is he a slave to the alcohol? Of course he is. Does he want to get drunk? Does he want his wife to divorce him? Does he want to lose his job? Of course he doesn't, but he's addicted, he can't get off his alcohol, he's a slave. A person is running after money, all he knows in the world he wants to be a billionaire. Does he really want to be a billionaire? Does he realize that being a billionaire means he's not going to dive into property, he's not going to necessarily, he might get dragged away and it's full of anger and full of lying and full of deceit and full of revenge and full of screaming and full of... And what's he left, what's going to be left with when he leaves this world? Nothing, how's he going to enter the eternal world if he's let in at all? He gave it all up, Does he, is this what he really wants to do? No, so he's a slave, he's a slave of his money, he's a slave of the material world, he's a slave. Because he's doing not what he wants to do. And you know what, he's such a slave, he's much worse than a regular slave. Because a regular master tells you straight in the face, I know what you want to do, but you're my slave, you do what I tell you to do at least he's honest at least the guy knows that I want to do one thing and I have to do another thing for my master but at least he's conscious what he wants to do I told this, I told this to you many times before there's an old Swahili Jew that I used to go and visit he had one leg whatever a poor Jew I used to try and go visit him every day and he lived on then, in the old years, on Shmuel Novi, where half the street was Arab and half the street was Jewish. And there was an Arab house across where he was. And the Arab house had slaves, Arab slaves, working in the garden, mowing his lawn, cutting the flowers or whatever. And this guy, this Jew, tells me he sees the Arab master walking into the garden once. There was a bunch of Arab slaves there. He walked up to each one and gave each one such a hard slap. They were doing what they were supposed to do, and he still slapped them. So this Jew tells me, he says that he went up to the owner of the house, the slave master, and said, what do you hit them for? They're doing what you asked them to do. He said, I know, but from time to time, I wanted to to remind them that, that they're my slaves. They need a reminder, they need a patch from time to time to remind them they're my slaves. So at least he tells them and he reminds them all the time that you're my slaves. But the Yitzhar is lying, he's deceitful. The Yitzhar makes you feel you want to do this. You want the money. You want the immorality. You want the movies. And it's a lie. So you feel that you want something, you don't even want it. That's the worst type of slavery. That's like this idiot, this Meshuganah in North Korea, where he makes his nation feel that he's only got their interests at heart. What's his name, that idiot? Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. He looks like a monkey. We shouldn't really insult, 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 insult the monkeys. And nobody's got media over there. And everybody thinks that he is the man and he has their interests at heart and he does what, he's, he, does what he wants over there. That's worse than anybody else. You can get, a, you can get Saddam Hussein. Or he was also that same shakran. Sh- but you get other leaders that, that you know, they'll sell straight out. You know, I'm a bully, I'm your boss. But he makes them feel that's the worst type of slavery. Where they're so loyal to him and he's starving them. And he doesn't give him to eat. And he spends all the money on, 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 on weapons. And he doesn't take care of his country. And they love him. That's the worst type of slavery. That's the slavery of the Yitzhah. When, when we blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah, the shofar pierces straight down into the deepest part of us. What's the deepest part of us? That we want to do your Ratzin Hashem. We want to do your Ratzin. We want to do That's what our deep Rutzen is. And the shofar reveals what the deepest Rutzen is. So now we understand the connection between the shoifah Rosh Hashanah and the shoifah that's blown once every 50 years on Yom Kippur. What did we say before? What is the Shaifa blowing once every 50 years on Yom Kippur do? It frees? Exactly. It frees the slaves. So we ask, what's that got to do with the shoifah that's blown on Rosh Hashanah? But according to what we're saying, it's beautiful. It's fascinating. What is the and Rosh Hashanah doing? Freeing slaves from a much deeper slavery. The Shefra Rosh Hashanah is freeing a slave from what he thought until now what he wanted, and the Shaifar reveals to him that's not what he wanted. The Shaif reveals that he's a slave of the Yitzhara, and the Yitzhara fools him into thinking that he wants to do something, he does not want to do it. And the days before Rosh Hashanah is for all of us to think, to sit down and say, Look what I'm a look how look 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 how I'm a slave. I can't get out of bed in the morning. Look how I'm a slave to my Yitzhara. I'm running out to town a few days before Rosh Hashanah. Do I really, do I really, really want that? Of course not. I know Rosh Hashanah is coming up. I believe in Rosh Hashanah. I believe Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. Do I really want? No, I'm forced to because the Yitzhar makes me feel this is what my Ratzah and my desire is. I'm a slave. That's what happens. When we hear the shofar and Rosh Hashanah, we realize that we're slaves. And what does a slave mean? A slave means that you cannot do what you want to do. You're in slavery. So when we blow the Shofa on Rosh Hashanah, it's the same as blowing Shaifa on Yom Kippur every 50 years. The Shaifa frees us from slavery. On Yom Kippur every 50 years, it, f- it frees the literal slaves, people that were sold into slavery. But the Shaifa on Rosh Hashanah is freeing every Jew from slavery. Every Jew from the Yitzhar that makes him feel that he wants to do something that he doesn't want to do it. The Yitzhar forces us to do things we don't want to do. And we don't even know that we don't want to do it. And we think we do want to do it, but we don't. And that reminds us of that Kedah of Avraham Avinu. Avram Avinu, he had one Ratzan, and his Ratzan was so clear. What's that? To do the Ratzan of Hashem. To do the Ratzan of Hashem. You know, the Gemara says, and this is so beautiful, I'll we'll end, we'll end up with that. The Gemara says in Brachas, this Lashem, Ratzaneinu lasis Ratzanecha. Hashem, our Ratzan is to do your Ratzan. But the Isa, the Chomets, the Chometz, is stopping us. Chometz means Chometz. Chometz versus Matzah. In other words, what was the mitzvah we got when we left Egypt? When we left Egypt, we were leaving slavery. We were leaving slavery. We were slaves in Egypt. And when we're leaving Egypt, leaving slavery, Hashem says, you mustn't eat Chometz. Only Matzah. Because what is Chometz? Like the Gemara Bracha says, that the Chometz stops us from realizing what our Ratzan is. Suddenly when we left Mitzrayim, we followed Hashem into a desert. Suddenly we felt, suddenly we were were so passionate. Suddenly we were so passionate to do the Ratzan Hashem. That's what we're learning from the Shafim. That's the piercing sound of the Shafim. And this is what we all have to work on ourselves. That we should make a cheshma and nefesh what we really want to do with our lives. Nothing's more valuable than life. The Yitzhara says, tells us, he doesn't use these words, but this is the underlying message. The Yitzhara is saying, destroy your life. Contaminate yourself. Poison yourself. Pollute yourself. And he makes us feel that that's what we want to do. shaifa is the time where we realize we don't want to do that. Life is too valuable for that. Life is priceless. Life is eternity. Life is leading us to our eternal life. Leading us to a life of Ratz On Rosh Hashanah we are fee- freed from slavery. And that's why Chazal said that Yosef HaTzadik was freed from jail on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day all Yisrael rep- Yosef represents all Kalad Yisrael. Yosef was released from jail. Yosef <coughs> was released from slavery. When we hear the Shafo, we're all released from slavery. And we all decide that our real Ratzon is now, from now on, to do the Ratzon Hashem. We should be excited to get out of bed in the morning. We should be excited to learn. We shouldn't look at Judaism as a burden. <laughs> Judaism is the greatest taiva. It's the greatest desire. If you see the avoid of Tzadikim, you see that there's no greater taiva. You watch the tzaddikim or Tzadikim, you see this is their passion, this is their taiva. Nebuch. Nebuch, some guys are raised in a society. where. Success means fortunes. Success means cool. Success means who knows what. And then they get older, they get this midlife crisis, they realize everything they've been thinking, everything they've been doing, and everything they've been desiring, and everything they've given their lives to is all garbage, it's all nothing, it's all terrifying, it's all nothing, it disappears in a second. And that's when today it's a big problem, big problem of midlife crisis. The whole world's in crisis. Because the whole world is doing nothing. The whole world is following and what they think they want and then they suddenly realize as they get older that that's not what they really want. It's not taking them anywhere. It's not doing for them anything. And they feel they've gone so far it's hard for them to come back. So on Rosh Hashanah, change your life. Rosh Hashanah, reveal what you really want to do. Or shall I reveal Hashem, you put me into this world to gain, to earn my everlasting reward. You put me into this world to prepare myself for all of my for a life of pleasure, for a life of Tainuk. And then we'll be Zorcha et Hashem to the Sheifer Goddle, which will be blown by Leonor Mashiach and We'll be to the Gulam and amein You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.